Welcome to LifeBeat. I'm your host, Chris Gast. Welcome to our new feature, Faith in Life. Every month, we're going to be interviewing a pastor or some other faith leader to get their take on the life issue, how people can get more involved, how churches can do more. For our first ever interview, we're talking with Pastor Chris Brooks from Woodside Bible Church. We interviewed Pastor Brooks a few weeks ago along with Pastor Chris Toma of Our Savior Evangelical Lutheran Church, and we did this for our video for our initiative in October, Love Protects Life. And so go to our website, find out more about this initiative, rtl.org slash lovelife, and you can hear the video, see the video that Pastor Brooks and Pastor Toma uh, contributed for, but we thought since the audio that we got from them was so great, um, that those would be the first two features that we have. So without further ado, let's listen to Pastor Chris Brooks introduce himself and talk about why he is pro-life. Hi, I'm Pastor Chris Brooks of Woodside Bible Church. We're located uh, throughout uh, southeastern Michigan, 14 locations in uh, various cities. And uh, it's a joy to be a pro-life pastor, to work uh, with our church family, to be able to uh, give voice uh, to the unborn and to also be a place of grace for women and men uh, from all backgrounds. Uh, and uh, I would say I'm pro-life because of my faith in Scripture. And uh, when I read Genesis 1:26, it reminds me that all people are created in the image of God. So to be pro-life to me is to honor uh, the fact that uh, people are image bearers. It's a matter of human dignity. As the uh, late apologist Ravi Zacharias once said that, all other human rights depend on the right to be human. So I think it's the foundational human right to be born and to have the opportunity for life. In churches, uh, there is an apprehension in many cases from pastors all the way down to members uh, about talking about pro-life issues and abortion. Uh, what do you think the source of this apprehension is? Um, you know, it's really important for us to be able to stand together, uh, unified on the message of life. We serve a God of life. Uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus came to give us life and that more abundantly. And the opposite we know of a culture of life is a culture of death. So there's a lot at stake in our silence. Uh, silence in the face of evil, as has been quoted, uh, is evil itself. And so we have to speak up. But I think that in speaking up, we can use voices of compassion. Uh, so often I think pastors are fearful about speaking up uh, for multiple reasons, one of which is that we'll be categorized or labeled, stereotyped as being uh, uncaring or cold, uh, simply concerned about the uh, civic or legislative side of this, but not the human side of this. So I encourage pastors that one of the ways that we can demonstrate difference is to stand in our convictions while being rooted in love. Uh, whenever I speak, and I do speak boldly about the message of life, I always do so uh, pointing to the cross of Christ. It's also the place of grace. 
listen, there uh, are numerous sins in all of our lives. Uh, we have to know that. And we have to know that among uh, our people, there are going to be men and women who will carry a weight of guilt. Maybe if statistics are true, uh, there are a number of women who will hear our message uh, that have had an abortion, or men who uh, are a part of that story as well. We have to be able to not only uh, speak about the, the sin of abortion, but the grace of Jesus uh, that he gives for all of us, including those who are post-abortive. Uh, but I think that at stake, is uh, the, uh, the issue of uh, honoring the human dignity of all people. If we can't honor the dignity of the most vulnerable among us, then we're all at stake. Uh, I've watched in my own community as uh, social issues around uh, human dignity have become the news of the day. And I believe the church has to model and lead out on what it means to honor the dignity of all human beings, as some have said, from the womb to the tomb. How can pastors lead people to protect life? I think as pastors, we recognize there are a number of reasons why we might be apprehensive. All of it can probably be boiled down to the concern over the response of people. How will people respond to us speaking boldly for life? And I think it starts again with affirming the message of love. Uh, the reason why life is important is because God so loved the world. And I think that as we ground this, not in the terms or language of combat or debate, but we ground this in the language of love, then not only are we on God's side, but we're also affirming to people that God wants to be in relationship with them as well. So I would encourage pastors to start from that basis, uh, that Jesus uh, loves you and that he's come to give you life more abundantly. And because of that, we need to create a culture of life in which all are safe. I think we all, 100% of us, want a safe world, a safe environment. And so I would encourage pastors to affirm that desire within all people. And that starts within uh, the womb and it extends throughout all of life. I think there's another aspect of this as well. Uh, James put it this way, that faith without works is dead. I think our speech without our engagement um, in the matters and issues that impact this discussion uh, causes our words to lack credibility. And so while we are uh, passionately pro-life, we are also very much committed to serving the most vulnerable in our communities as well. Uh, our congregation has done, I think, a, a, a great job at serving those who are poor, those who are vulnerable, those who might be more susceptible uh, to the message of abortion. Um, we try our best to uh, show the error of the assumption that uh, those who are pro-life only care about the baby being born, but not about the family in which the baby is born into. Uh, this is why I also encourage pastors to work with pregnancy resource centers. Uh, pregnancy resource centers are one of the most phenomenal partners in this discussion because it adds the compassion to our message that we believe in life, but we also believe in supporting moms. We also believe in supporting families after the baby is born. And I think these steps can allow us to be able to speak with both conviction and compassion to the hearts of our people. 
What's going to happen if Christians simply remain comfortable and take the easy road on life issues? So I think it's important for us to discuss what's at stake if we remain silent. There's a false assumption that somehow silence is uh, able to protect us from the backlash of um, the negative uh, consequences that uh, often come with speaking. But I think the consequences of silence are actually greater. Uh, make no mistake about it, these are real lives that are lost in abortion. Think about in communities across the country, uh, the big problems, these complex problems that we're facing. And then think about the intellectual capital that has been lost through abortion. Think about what happens to a nation when it kills its own citizens. We have to make sure if we're going to have a nation that is strong, that we are building up the family. And any strong and healthy family starts with a culture of life. And so I would encourage pastors to be active, to be engaged, because as we are, we awaken the moral imagination of our nation, and it all starts in the church. The American Revolution started in churches across this country as pastors encouraged, stepped out in compassion, and boldly called uh, the uh, conscience of their uh, members to stand against injustice. And uh, I can't think of a greater injustice in our day than targeting the unborn. And it's happening in mass. We all know the millions upon millions upon millions. Well, I wonder how God will judge our nation and how God will judge our silence. I think it's important for us to remember uh, that the only thing that has to happen for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. So not only do I think we need to engage, I think we need to be evangelists. Uh, we need to call others to engage. Uh, and as we do, uh, understanding the power and strength of numbers, then I believe we'll see a change in the conscience of the nation. Not just in laws, not just in policies, those are big wins. But what we're seeing, because we're speaking, is a change in hearts. And as the next generation sees our faithfulness to life, they'll be faithful to life as well. So we decided to name our October initiative, Love Protects Life. What are your thoughts about this theme? You know, I have the privilege of being a dad, uh, both through adoption and uh, biological children as well. And uh, one of my greatest responsibilities is to protect those little ones. But you know, my desire to protect them, my sense of duty to protect them did not start after they were born, but it started from the moment they were conceived. I had the obligation to protect them. Well, I believe as a, as a pastor, uh, God fills our hearts with love, not just for our own children under our roofs, but for children throughout our church, throughout our community, and uh, throughout our country. This is our opportunity to protect life. Love does protect life. This is what we've been called to. And so I would encourage pastors who care deeply uh, for their uh, communities. I can't think of a group that cares more deeply for their communities than pastors, that this is our opportunity to show that care, to show that compassion, show that love by protecting life. Thanks for listening to this interview that we did with Pastor Chris Brooks of Woodside Bible Church. To learn more about our Love Protects Life initiative for churches in October, visit our website, rtl.org slash lovelife. There you're going to find uh, resources to help you, everything from social media graphics, a Bible study, slides if you have a PowerPoint presentation in church, 
You'll find that wonderful video that Pastor Chris Brooks and Pastor Chris Toma contributed to. You can register there. Let us know what day you're going to be having this celebration of life. And we'll get a free ebook as part of that registration. Please check it out and please help us protect life this fall. Thanks for listening. Join us again in two weeks. And have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.